0: Hi guys, welcome to a brand new edition of the Bilal Jogi podcast. On this week's show we have Ben Clench, a very inspiring human being who was involved in an accident which changed his life forever. He lost his memory for over two years and then how he changed his life around and how now he is inspiring others is just an amazing story which I want to share with you guys. Please enjoy it, subscribe to my channel and comment below. Thank you for joining me today. On this uh, edition of the podcast which normally would have been a video but we're going with audio but not to worry with that. Um, Thank you for touching base with me and connecting with me on Facebook and uh, obviously I was looking for people to come on to the show and you kind of got in touch and when I started looking into your story on how uh, basically what you were about it was fascinating and um, if we could start the interview with if you could just tell us a bit about yourself and your actual story.
1: Yeah sure, um, well I'm, I'm now 35 but when I was 27 on the anniversary of Jimi Hendrix's death I was, I mean I work in international development and uh, I went to go see my girlfriend who was working for the, uh, in Haiti for the earthquake that happened there in 2010. Um, and uh, I went to go see her just before I was supposed to start a placement in Rwanda for two years. Um, so she had a week's. R&R, rest and recuperation she could take. Uh, so he we went over to the neighbouring Dominican Republic for a week's holiday. Um, and everything was fine. Not that I can remember it. And uh, on our last day, we... We're walking back to our hotel after a meal uh, and a car a speeding car uh, was knocked by another car and jumped onto the pavement and ran both of us over which, which killed my girlfriend instantly um, and I was in a coma for a month
0: and I know some of this will be quite difficult to kind of go into, so I'm I, I'm going to keep it. Um, I don't want to touch certain, obviously, parts, but how... W- when that happened to you, obviously, you, you the next thing you would have probably known is that you've woke up in a hospital.
1: In Britain. Sorry? In, in Britain.
0: Oh, so they, they flew you back whilst you were in a coma?
1: Yeah, because... Uh, the one thing I did get I was you know very annoyed about having arguments with my parents. they said you've got to get insurance yeah. and I looked everywhere for insurance that covered kidnap cover but 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 no insurance I could get would give me kidnap cover. Um, so I then went for £10 health insurance. Or, as my dad says when we do a talk together, he says, well, it was actually nine
0: twenty-five.
1: pounds 25 And so basically, when I got run over, uh, unbelievably, in the current front of us, were some psychiatric doctors so they they saw what happened and they picked me up and drove me straight to hospital which undoubtedly saved my life yeah um and then i was in a you know a public hospital in the dominican republic which is a not a good place to be lots of you know people with stabbings and gunshot wounds and things um and then my dad and brother got out there as quickly as possible and uh they tried to find me another hospital, yeah. and my mum got in touch with my insurance company, yeah. and uh, they then they were just about to move me to another hospital, and the insurance company phoned up yeah. and said, "No, go to this one." Oh, if this if this was my son. That's where I want him to be. So they changed the hospital I was going to.
0: And and I never knew. Sorry that when I was reading up that your girlfriend died. Yeah. Which must have been very difficult for you. Um. And.
1: Uh, no, it wasn't because I couldn't remember her for two years.
0: Wow. So you had. And then rec- when,
1: when I did remember her. It was like, oh, fantastic. I'm getting better, you know. My brain's working. So
0: the way you kind of dealt with it was that when he did remember her two years after the incident, you saw it as a positive in a way that you could actually remember her because that, yeah. was, that was showing you on the side of road to recovery.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: And, and uh, Sorry, were you going to?
1: Well, and I was so happy to have her in my head again, you know. She wasn't there for two years, and then all of a sudden she was. I was, like, ecstatic that I was getting better.
0: Ben, that is just something else, you know. Wow, that is just...
1: You've thrown me totally off track there
0: now, you know, with that. Um, How did you deal with that then, Ben, from a a point of view of you remembering something two years after and then you're from an emotional point of view did you kind of touch try to meet her parents did you go to her how did you kind of come to terms with that then i know from your point of view that yeah on one hand it is you're right because you're on that road to recovery but the other point of like oh my god like how do you deal with that
1: uh well how do i deal with it well i I was ecstatic you know um she, she is from Canada, or was from Canada, yeah. and her family lives in Montreal. Yeah. So, I mean, they came over literally when I got led out of hospital. And, um, you know, I, I, I was in a bad way. I mean, I can not remember much. Um, and, uh, you know, they knew I couldn't remember her. So, yeah, it was, that, that was a a difficult time. Um, but then when I could remember her, I mean, it was difficult because, um, her mum, and sister were really grieving her loss so much and I was just very I was straight up I was like you know I'm not sad about getting the memory back I'm really happy it means my my brain is working again
0: how 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 Did that whole incident that happened out there change your life? Like, from one minute you are, you know, healthy and and you're with your girlfriend to the next point where you are, obviously you've been in a coma for a long time, then you've not been able to remember. How did that whole thing kind of affect your life from a day-to-day point of view to just generally how you were as a person?
1: Well, uh, it, it was huge. It massively affected affected me and my life, and hmm. it's like you know, I don't know. It's just it's just cataclysmic to your existence and being, you know. Um, so it was. How on earth do I get back you know Um, how can I do that so uh, for me that was doing everything I could to recover what I'd lost Um, so that was going back to Glastonbury because a lot of my friends go there uh, and it's fun And I did another Masters, and I ran a half marathon, uh, all of which the uh, NHS team were vehemently against.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As they always are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As they always are. It's very inspiring that how you kind of, after what happened to you, physically and mentally how you then went on to then still do a a master's and still do a half marathon and try to rebuild your life because as you know much better than i do the road to recovery is a very long one but it's the small steps you take which then kind of put you on and eventually put you on that road yeah a lot of people are who watch my stuff or who listen to my stuff are kind of in their stuck and they think it's never going to end and I think or oh, that situation they didn't think they think it's going to get worse but it's how you look at things and then how you kind of react to things and the human mind and the human person is very powerful you can do whatever you want and you're an example of that whereas most people in my opinion listening to your story would have broke with what's happened to them you've in a way used it as a positive to improve yourself and kind of move on with your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, I was, I was very much of the opinion where I, you know, I've got to, I've got to try and regain myself again, you know? And, uh, I tried the hardest I could by doing those you know, things that were were awful or were vehemently denied by the NHS, it kind of, it put me on a bit of a, a, you know, hell for leather track. I just went and did it. Uh, And for me, there wasn't an option of, not doing it because you know I, I wanted to get my life back,
0: and and so you should, you know, um, and that takes a lot of man- that, t- that that takes a lot of power, that mentally to say I, w- I want to say I want to get my life back, and then two to actually go and do it. That that's f- that that takes a lot of inner strength that people struggle to find a lot in, in, in these days. I feel anyway.
1: Yeah, but but I mean, you know, what's the other option? Uh, you know, be a patient for the rest of your life. I didn't want that.
0: So, but Ben, this, this is the thing some people do. They just think, oh, this stay, and they'll just stay in that, won't do any, and they'll just waste 20, 30, 40 years of their lives just thinking or not being able to get over it or not being able to grieve properly or not being able to realise the situation you're in and then it just has such a bad effect on people.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's... that's something you need to fight against vehemently, you know? Uh, And, yeah, now I, I am disabled, but... I don't um, approach life as a disabled person. Um, I approach it as I used to approach it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I get annoyed if people think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I need to be, you know, carefully handled or whatever. I mean, well, one of the things that the the brain injury did do for me, which was made me, okay. I know, I went through a time of being incredibly rude. Um, and And a lot of that was, I know, driven towards me wanting to get back to how I was, um, and uh, you know that's mellowed a lot now. And you know I, I get I get to speak with you and many other people um, just to tell my story uh, of how. I became Ben again.
0: Yeah, so so just going back slightly Ben. the brain injury, what, what effect did that have on you as in like physically?
1: Physically? Uh well unbelievably there were no broken bones. Um it was a uh it was a brain injury where all of the neural pathways in my brain were broken and knocked out. So, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was a closed head injury. um, And I had lots of kind of outer, outer brain disconnection but I wasn't paralyzed, and you know, I could I could still walk. Um, so you know I, I still have the freedom uh, that, that that I have from my mobility, hmm. although it does seriously affect my handwriting. Did you
0: use any alternative medicine just out of curiosity to kind of for your for your recovery? That like anything natural, anything herbal?
1: No, no. No. But I did I did go and see a um a uh, what are they called? um oh, I can't remember what they're called now. What was it? physiotherapist? Uh no, like it no like a physiotherapist but not um they are. Hold on a sec. Let me search. Oh, I can't find it.
0: It's all right. It's okay because it's just because some people do use a lot of alternative medicine as well. Um, I know in the states, not for the, what you had, but for other kind of sicknesses, they use a lot of CBD oil, um, which has helped massively. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. With with kind of real like life changing, life threatening. Um, illnesses um when, yeah. when 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 so someone that's in my opinion what you're doing is uh, there's no words that I can describe that what what you're going through or what you've how you are on how you've changed yourself what what advice would you give to people who are suffering in life generally like how should they look at life
1: um they they need to know what they want. Uh, And they need to get the support to help them achieve it, you know. Um, I know for me, it was quite, well, it was clearly that I wanted to get the old Ben uh, back again and do the same things. Um, And then I had to find out how how to get there, and I mean there have been some fantastic uh, people that have worked with me to get me there, you know.
0: And is that people in the NHS that helped you? Is that people friends and family?
1: Uh, well, no, it's definitely not the NHS. <laughs> um.
0: The NHS, unfortunately, as much of a great organisation it is and it's just so stretched on resource that they just can't manage and they've got some great people in there but it's just difficult for them, I think.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I think it is. But also, the, the best bit of advice um, came from a doctor who cared for me in the Dominican Republic and he said always follow the patient and uh, my parents have stuck to that incredibly well. Could you
0: elaborate on that slightly? Uh, What do you mean by that? Like always follow the patient?
1: Always follow the patient is basically uh, a way of thinking, a mindset choice um, that, you know, the patient has to be in charge of their own recovery and their own values and goals. Um, And, you know, for me, that was a great, kind of lesson for my parents to follow so it allowed me to well to, to go on and do another masters to remain fit and healthy um, and and through that I've been able to to do what I wanted to do you know and that that that's led me on to, well, to to do a TEDx talk on on my journey.
0: I'm sure that's going to break the internet. Your TEDx talk, I've got a feeling, um, <laughs> once it comes out, because that's what it's about. I think with the internet, it's just sharing positive stories or sharing how people recovered from different situations. You know, somebody listening to this or watching this could could be not in as a, a in a different situation and they could in- inspire from your story and that's what it's all about for me and I'm sure that's what yeah. it's all about for you. What, h- How can people who are dealing with different types of disasters, problems, I don't maybe want to say disasters, but problems in their lives um, deal with things better from a mindset point of view? How should somebody out- look at things in a different way or what would you say? Because obviously you had to make that shift. So you're probably better answering this than anybody else.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I would say, you know, you've got to decide where you want to get to and have that goal in mind with everything you do to try and and overcome it, you know. Find people that can help you realise the dreams that you have. And, and don't get stopped by that. Just have a clear end point in mind and work towards it. And, you know, there's there will be lots of hiccups along the way. Um, but, you know, you've got to well, you've you've got to get get through that and find the people that can make it easier for you to achieve your goals.
0: What do you, do you think people are too worried about people's opinions in the modern day?
1: Um,
0: like, for example, oh, I'm not going to do this. What are people who say, oh, like they get caught up in this like whole internet thing and start comparing lives and opinions and and they worry about people's opinions who and their opinions don't actually matter but people get uh, maybe people are too sensitive I don't know what do you what, what, what's your take on that uh,
1: well certainly from my recovery you know when I was when I used bad language a lot more I would say but, Bugger it, you know, you just gotta go and do it. <laughs> and uh, it's just definitely a, you can't use your disaster as an excuse to, um, to not do something. If anything, it's got to be more of a reason as to why you do it. And don't, don't let it stop you.
0: Yeah, and don't let... And don't give up. People's opinions change all the time. I couldn't really care less about people's opinions, to be honest. Um, but I see a lot of people just get really kind of caught up in it and, and 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 which kind of leads me to my next question is, how important is it to have the right people around you in life, in recovery, in whatever you're going through?
1: Yeah, it's, it's fundamentally important. I think to to have uh, family and friends to help you get through the darkest points of your recovery and then also to, uh, you know, you can find people that are willing to help along the way Uh, and, and that could be you know that can be sorted. So, so my advice is: make sure you have good people around you, and you will, you can go out and find others that can help you achieve the goals you want to achieve.
0: Yeah, you can because. I was saying this in one of the podcasts that some people say that, oh, I can't find, I've got, you know, I can't find people that are similar to me or I can't do X, Y, Z. These days with the internet, and there's an app called Meetup where you can type in a group, a subject, and you'll find groups around you that you can mm-hmm. kind of get involved in that. And you'd find similar-minded people. And I think whoever's on their road to recovery, physical illness, mental illness, I think it's important that you understand that you need people around you that don't said that don't use the word can't and use the words I you can because you can do it. Yeah. And you're an example of this, you know, for what you went through and then to come out the other end, it's hats off to you really because you that goes to show with the right people around you with the right mindset, you will come out the other end. You will get hiccup, yeah. as you've said. You know, you might go one step forward, four steps back, but eventually you will get to where you need to get to. And yeah. I think you'll agree with me what Bob says don't put a time frame on things. Don't say I need to get better in a year, two years. Just let it be. Let your recovery happen naturally.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Because if you rush things, you can make wrong decisions. And one of my last questions, Ben, is you might have touched on this, touched upon this, but I'll just. Uh, what, what was that driving factor that really wanted that drove you to change and carry on with your life in a better way?
1: The driving factor uh, well, I, I guess that was my my... I know, I suppose not kind of seeing it as a, as a problem. I mean it did change who I was um and who i am but it certainly did not diminish my my you know my my projects and my where i want to be i mean it certainly changed them in some senses uh but I, i still have that that drive to get Somewhere,
0: and it's true that you need the drive, and and, and nothing is impossible. Um, one thing when I was when I was researching you, uh, and I found out that you 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 you've wrote a book. Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you please are. tell us
0: a bit about the book. Um, what it's about. Where can people get it? Gives a bit of an insight into that.
1: Well, the book was. Uh... The, the book was uh, suggested to me by a doctor at Hammersmith Hospital mm. because um, he did lots of brain scans mm. and showed them to other doctors and said, so, what, what do you think uh, has been the outcome for this patient? And this was... When I was doing my masters again, and uh, they all said, "Nah, that you know looks awful. Mm -hmm. He's probably in a wheelchair. He's very disabled. Mm -hmm. He can't do anything." Mm -hmm. And he then he'd say, "Ah, well, that just shows how brain scans do not." give you a good impression of a patient because this one is doing a Masters and they were like, what? (laughs) He should be in a wheelchair. He was like, well, you know, that's, that's not a correct interpretation. And he said to me, you need to write about it to tell other people about what you've been through. Um, so I, I asked my friends and family, uh, and, and people that helped me along the way to, to write about my story. And, and all of that coupled with my own uh, writing makes up the book of Ben again, the inspirational memoir of traumatic brain injury survivor, Ben Clench.
0: And where can people get that book from?
1: Yeah, You can either ask your local bookshop to order it if they haven't got it, or you can get it from Amazon.
0: I'll put the links below.
1: Okay, nice.
0: And you've done a TED Talk as well, which is coming out in December. Could you give us a bit of an insight into that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, how I did, did, so that. how did
0: that happen then? How did who approach to... Give us a bit of a back-to-back with back the story behind it as well.
1: Yeah, well, I emailed uh, the guy that runs it a, a year ago, last Christmas, and said, you know... I want to be on the next Ted talk. And he was like, okay, well, I, I, I just, I've just finished one. Uh, I'm too, you know, too much at the moment. I'll review it later on. And then I heard nothing. And I was like, oh, damn. Uh, and then I, I met him when I did this other, I did this course on public speaking and um, and I said to him, you know, Toby, I sent you an email many months ago to be on the TED talk this time, can you put me on? And he said, okay, well, send me a reply under the, with these three subjects with your answers and we'll consider it yeah. and he said okay we thought about it and we thought no nah, not for this year maybe for next year and I was like oh no what, how is he going to change his mind how could he not put me on so I went to, he does uh, various meetups in Brighton uh, and I went to one of them and I gave him a copy of my book and I said, read it and uh, tell me you don't want me on the TED Talk then and he read it and I, or some of it and I saw him a week and a half later and uh, I, I remember saying, you know, I was like, yeah, I wanted to do a TED talk, but, you know, he told me he wouldn't let me on it. <laughs> and then at the end he said, can you just stay out behind for one minute? I was like, okay. And he said, I, I've read your book. It's fantastic do you want to do a TED talk? And I was like, oh, thanks. And yeah, so, I did it a couple of weeks ago and they said the uh, videos of it will be available in December. Fabulous. Yeah.
0: And if people want to find out more about you, connect with you, how can they do that?
1: Uh well they could they can I, I have a website Ben again Ben again That's could, very nice yeah ben hyphen again dot org and they could send me an email through that
0: are you on Twitter?
1: Uh yep I am on Twitter
0: what's your Twitter handle?
1: it's at at Ben underscore clench.
0: Fabulous. I'll put the links below for that. Um Ben, thank you very much for taking time out. We finally managed to get there in the end.
1: Um Yeah, unfortunately, without my video.
0: <laughs> it's been a pleasure to yeah. have you on. Your story <laughs> and what you went through is a true inspiration to people out there. And, you know, hats off to you for changing your life around. You know, many would have crumbled. Um And again, thank you so much for your time, Ben.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me.